Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about Nebuchadnezzar's image. Thereafter, we'll be having Sister Becky Arunga talk about looking upon Jesus during the Bible segment. To start off, here's Embakasi Central Church Choir. Be blessed. Kiribwana, awe mokozi, kuli ya kosa, 
sijificha mokozi wetu yeye wa huruma uzima wa bureni kwake uliyakosa usijificha mokozi wetu yeye wa huruma uzima wa bureni kwake tusikawie tena tusikawie tena tusikawie tena adui shetani amebuduliwa na wote ana kibarua kigumu ana lango lake wazi kula mbinguni tusikawie tena tusikawie tena tusikawie tena adui shetani amebuduliwa na wote ana kibarua kigumu ana lango lake wazi kula mbinguni tusikawie tena tusikawie tena tusikawie tena adui shetani amebuduliwa na wote ana kibarua kigumu ana lango lake wazi kula mbinguni It is now time to welcome the bubbling living sound to share with us. Karibu. What do you think of my plan, your grace? I think it has definite merit. Already King Nebuchadnezzar is forgetting his vow to worship Daniel's god and is returning to his usual allegiance to Baal and the other local Babylonian deities. Uh, but do you think he'll see through the plan? Who? Nebuchadnezzar? Mm-hmm. Never. He is too proud and self-exalting even to suspect an ulterior motive behind a plan to further exalt and make famous his name. <laughs> then you're with us, and you'll go with me to see His Majesty? I am, and I will, if you will do the talking. Uh, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, great king and founder of mighty Babylon. Yes, I founded Babylon, and it shall last forever. Indeed it shall, your majesty. And that is precisely why the high priest and I have come to confer with thee. Words are meaningless. Just why are you here? O oh, king, thou knowest that thou art great, even as the gods, and we wise men and priests know it. But the people are not sure. They still fear that Daniel spoke truth when he said that Babylon would come to an end. Uh, Daniel did say that, and come to think of it, I don't like it. I am strong and wise. The empire I founded is strong and indestructible. The buildings I have built are beautiful and everlasting. Uh, my kingdom shall have no ending. Exactly, your majesty. And the people should be told this. They should be made to realize that thou art the greatest king ever to rule among the kingdoms of men. You come in direct contact with the people, high priest. Just what do the people think about me and my kingdom? I hesitate to say this, O king, because thou art a powerful king, just, mighty, kind, thoughtful, wise. But the people they still remember and ponder the words of Daniel. 
Babylon shall fall, and another kingdom shall take its place, an inferior nation even as silver is inferior to gold. I must do something to correct the thinking of my people. Uh, With His Majesty's permission, I should like to make a suggestion. Permission granted. The image thou sawest in thy dream, O King, was an imposing one. Why not reproduce it in all its splendor? Let the huge image become the national god, a god representing his majesty. The people shall bow down and worship the image, and thus acknowledge the supremacy and never-ending godliness of thee, O king. Mm, I am much pleased with your suggestion, wise man, and it shall be carried out. The image I build shall be like the one I dreamed about, except my image shall be entirely of gold. And the people shall know that Babylon is eternal, and that it shall break into pieces all other kingdoms. It shall stand forever. Hail to Nebuchadnezzar, everlasting king of Babylon. Gather together the wise men and counselors and keepers of my treasure house, the chief of my builders, and all the officers of my court. We shall draw up plans for the image and start building it at once. You may withdraw. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, everlasting king of Babylon. Uh, Open the door, guard, that we may depart. (laughs) He fell for it. I told you he would. (laughs) With his boundless ambition, selfish pride and enthusiasm, he will build such an image. (laughs) Uh, Even so, I fail to see how this will get rid of Daniel and his three friends. There is enough gold in thy treasure house, O king, to build an image of gold to the height of 60 cubits. So shall it be. We have investigated every available and likely place, your majesty, and suggest that the image be built in the plain of Dura. It is so ordered. Captain, I charge you with the full responsibility of guarding the gold being transported from my treasure house to the plain of Dura. Also, the image after it is built. Yes, your majesty. The image is about finished, Your Grace. About time, don't you think, to make another visit to the king with further um, suggestions? (laughs) The final phase in your scheme to be rid of Daniel and the three worthies? (laughs) The final touch. The golden image at Dura is about finished, Your Majesty. So I hear. Until His Majesty sees the image for himself, he can have no idea how imposing it is. The Babylonians have never seen anything nearly as majestic as this resplendent statue. The people accustomed to idol worship will be enthusiastic in their worship of the beautiful and priceless image, representing the glory of Babylon and its magnificence and power. Thou art this image of gold, O King. Yes, And in bowing down and worshipping the image, the people will be bowing down and worshipping me. I shall be the newest and most powerful of all the Babylonian gods. (laughs) In keeping with this, may we suggest that His Majesty issue a decree commanding the princes and rulers of all nations and tongues to gather at Dura on a certain day and bow down and worship the golden image? I can see it now. The plain crowded with admiring people. At a given signal, everyone shall bow down and worship the image. Me! Uh, uh, The king will issue such a decree? Immediately. I shall have the scribe write the decree upon a parchment. Then send messengers to all corners of the earth, commanding all princes and rulers to attend the dedication of the image at Dura. Hear ye! 
The appointed day came, and a vast concourse from all nations, people, languages assembled on the plain of Dura. Every man of any importance from all over the earth is here to worship my image. I am great. I am invincible. I am all-powerful. I am God. <laughs> oh, scribe, is all in readiness? All is ready, Your Majesty. The furnace? It burns furiously, Your Majesty. Ready to receive and consume anyone who dares refuse to bow down and worship thy image. No one has the courage to refuse to obey my command. Start the ceremony. Yes, Your Majesty. Quiet! Quiet! To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that when you hear the music, ye shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. So be it. Musicians, give the signal. Wonderful. All the important people of the world bowing to my image, paying me homage. I truly am God. Uh, uh, I beg his majesty's permission to speak. Permission granted. Uh, live forever, great and mighty king and god of all Babylon. Bow thyself to the ground and have done with oh. your speech. <clears throat> oh, king, there are those who bowed not at the blowing of the trumpets. Someone actually refuses to obey my commands? Oh, the truth, your majesty... Three captive slaves from Jerusalem. Captain, seize the three men who refuse to bow down and worship my image. Cast them into the fiery furnace. No, no, bring them hither to me. I would look upon those who dare disobey me. All eyes of that great throng of people watched as soldiers slowly made their way to where three captives from Jerusalem, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, stood. The soldiers seized the three and dragged them back and cast them roughly at the foot of the throne upon which sat the mighty and angry Nebuchadnezzar. Suddenly, a strange silence hung over the multitude as each ear strained to hear every word spoken by their king and to watch three young men cast into the fiery furnace. The golden image was forgotten. The attention of that great crowd centered upon the three young men from Jerusalem, three captives who had dared disobey the command of the great Nebuchadnezzar. I hope that you've indeed enjoyed that story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist Hall Radio, P.O. Box, 42276 Code 00 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Mbakasi Central Church Choir with the song Wajivunia. Wajivunia, wewe ni Christo, unajisifu, unaenda kalisa, sabato unatunza, zaka unarudisha kila wakati. Makambi pia waenda Wasema wewe ni kristo Lakini mateno ya kondugu Jea onyesha ukristo Lakini mateno ya kondugu Jea onyesha ukristo Wajibunia 
wewe ni Mkristo unajisifu unaenda kanisa sabato unatunza zaka unarudisha kila wakati wakambi pia waenda wasema wewe ni Mkristo lakini matendo yako ndogo yaonyesha Ukristo lakini matendo yako ndogo Sana this is adventist all radio the voice of hope I hope they're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Stabiki Arunga. Now, beloved, I believe that God is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. And for you who has found time that we may study God's word together, I invite you in his presence with your Bible. Together let us seek the truth and learn the perfect will of God in our lives. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father. Your word is sure, it is true, it is perfect. It converts the soul, it enlightens the eyes, it makes wise the simple. And Lord, just as we are, we seek your face, that as we study your word, you may enlighten us to know your will and to do it even as you wait for the blessed hope of your soon return. We pray, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord has been good to us. He has been gracious and kind enough to us that we are able to see him in his true light, to see what he wants of us in his word, the Bible, that has stood the test of time. In our looking at the divinity of Jesus Christ, to learn and to know exactly Christ being God was man and how he lived and how we as people can learn from him can be able to live his perfect will. Jesus in speaking to the ruler of the Jews one man Nicodemus John chapter 3 told him that unless you are born again unless a man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. But then Jesus Christ did not stop at that. He went ahead to give an illustration of what being born again means. He went ahead to give us the essence or the reason why it is important for mankind to obtain salvation. Christ Jesus took us through the process of how man ought to have a renewal of mind, of how a believer needs to have the mind of Christ Jesus, as Paul later referred to it in his epistle to the Philippi. 
Now we realize that Jesus Christ is speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verse 14. And he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now we realize that Jesus did not require any commendation to man because he knew what was in the heart of man. But upon this visit by Nicodemus in the night, he sought the opportunity to make a sermon that has become a light and an eye opener to many in this time and age. Christ Jesus is saying that for as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness it is bringing to us the view of how the Israelites apostatized or rebelled against God and God sent snakes to come and bite them venomous snakes but when Moses interceded God asked him to make a bronze serpent and it was lifted high Now the only condition for healing for the Israelite who had been bitten by the snake was to look upon that snake that to look and live now if anyone was sick and did not look upon this snake the sure result was death even so it reminds us of this one thing that mankind have sinned against God that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God And even as Christ is reminding us of the bronze serpent lifted by Moses in the wilderness that anyone who dared to look at it could have life at that juncture we realize that even for mankind there is one thing that remains certain for sure in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 it records that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God We as mankind like sheep have all gone astray but God has laid the iniquity of us all upon Jesus the suffering servant of Yahweh as recorded in Isaiah chapter 53 So Jesus is telling Nicodemus that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up is trying to bring a parallelism between how the Israelites were saved by looking upon that serpent yet there was nothing wrong with the serpent in the same manner the son of man Jesus Christ is to be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life now why is Christ Jesus bringing the concept of whoever believes should not perish it is because we are told in Romans 3:23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God now that all have sinned there is a consequence for every action for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction physics tell us that so we realize in Romans 6:23 we are given the repercussion of all having sinned We are told for the wages of sin is death. Now when all have sinned the wages of sin is death. But Jesus is saying that the son of man must be lifted 
so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what is eternal life? Now that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes. Now we know that though the wages of sin is death, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we are told this one thing, that the gift of God through Christ Jesus is eternal life. And that's why Jesus is saying that for anyone whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. Now, beloved, the gift of God through Jesus Christ is what we call eternal life. And moving forward, we realize in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible records that, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we are able to have the gift of eternal life. So Jesus is saying in verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why is it so? Because Romans chapter 8 verses 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. On account of that sacrifice, there is now no condemnation to anyone who walks in Christ Jesus. Then John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Beloved, all these verses attest to the fact that God desires that you and I might be saved. That even though the wages of sin is death, the gift of eternal life is from God through Christ Jesus. And there is no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ Jesus who walks according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. The reason is God did not send his son to condemn the world. Have you ever felt condemned? Have you ever felt like the whole world is against you? I subscribe to you this day. Look upon Jesus. He is sinless. Look upon Jesus. You shall live. Look upon Jesus. There is life in a look at the Savior's cross. Because he says, when you look at him, just like the Israelites looked at the serpent in the wilderness, when you look upon Jesus, you will be saved and eternal life shall be your portion. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father, for reminding us to look upon you, sinless you are, Lord, and you are able to save to the uttermost he who seeks you. Lord, I commit my dear listener into your hands. Father, as he's making a decision to follow you this day, may you be found. God, give him strength to follow you and walk with you all his journey through. In Jesus' name, amen. It has been a blessing looking at the scripture teaching us of God's marvelous love and kindness upon us. Even as you continue studying more, may the Lord bless you and keep you safe. Till next time, be blessed.
We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send your views, comments or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a host, friend and presenter, Samuel Mangi. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed. Wana asema watu kama hawa wanadanganya wanadisifu tu kwa midomo ya nje lakini mioyo yao iko mbali na Ami wafana na makaburi ndani ya meja mifupa lakini kwa nje yamepapo chokana yametameta